Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Making Milestones podcast. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different in that it's not going to be directly pertaining to horses. I have some life updates that I want to talk about so that everyone knows um, what's going on and also kind of why I've decided to like pull back a little bit from social media. I have still been posting a little bit, but some people might have noticed on, on Instagram in particular, I've not been as active as I typically am. Um, and I'm still trying to fulfill all of my brand commitments and stuff. So I still do have to post certain videos to do ads that I already agreed to and other stuff like that. And then also just in relation to like my sponsors and all that stuff that I have to do. I did post about what's going on on my Patreon for Patreon subscribers because I've also taken a step back from that just for a little bit just because I just need some time to kind of think and heal and go over things. Um, But I'm going to be talking about that in here and kind of the whys behind it and then also just some general life updates and stuff related to like my business and the bridal releases and so on and so forth. So anyways, for anyone who is interested in supporting the podcast and just in general my business, um, I have a Patreon um, subscription through Podbean, which is my podcast provider, and then I also have patreon.com slash s-d-e-q-u-u-s, which is my regular Patreon, and then I have a number of options related to like um, like my merch and the saddle pads and the bonnets we just released and all that stuff. All that, All the proceeds from that go towards helping promote the podcast, get new stuff for the podcast, as well as just allowing me as like a small business owner who is young and doesn't have a lot of capital, the means to do things like getting the bridles from my supplier in the first place. Um, It's not an easy feat to do when you're not a big company where when you aren't eligible to take out big business loans, there's a lot of risk associated with it. So I do appreciate all the support that people give me through those avenues. Um, And like I said, right now I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus in terms of like really actively posting. But I will be back and um, I intend to keep people updated on my life and what's going on. So anyways, in previous podcasts, I've talked about my family life and like trauma and stuff that we've gone through um, before. So if you're not up to date on that type of stuff, those ones are good ones to listen to just to get like the general gist of the goings on in my life because it'll all kind of be connected because what I'm going to talk about in this, um, some of it connects back to like previous traumas and certain things and relationships and stuff. And I'm going to go more in depth on the relationship stuff as well because that's also relevant. But basically like the last like year and a half to two years I've kind of been like pulling back from myself like especially during the whole pandemic thing I've really like isolated myself and I've stopped keeping up to date with friends other than the ones that I work with and have to see every day um and I've kind of like I don't know I guess you could say like kind of receded into the shell of my being and like I'll interact with people when I have to I'll sometimes keep up to date with people Um, but generally speaking, like, the interactions are quite superficial. I'm not sharing how I'm feeling. I'm keeping it very much to myself, and, like, the way that I go about, like, isolating myself to my friends might look like I don't care when it's not really that. Like, the way that I have been thinking, like, especially throughout the pandemic and stuff, much of my time has been dedicated to working and developing my business, which is fine, but... 
I kind of took on the mindset that like no one cares to hear about any updates that I have. My life is boring right now. They won't want to hear about it. I can't see them anyways because of the pandemic and they're not going to want to hear what's going on in my life and it doesn't matter. So with that in mind, I just stopped contacting people very often because it's not like we could make plans to see each other. And a lot of my friends live out of area. So I kind of pulled back and like isolated myself in that way and I stopped keeping up to date with friends. I wasn't sharing like how I was really feeling or like what was going on in my life or any struggles that I was having. And it was like the type of thing where like if I did share, it was something where I just like posted on my social media and just do a generalized post, which doesn't allow for like a lot of direct conversation. And while it does provide an outlet for my feelings, it was like not the most healthy way of going about it because I just wasn't really connecting with my friends and I've been doing stuff similar to this for a while because it is also like a protective mechanism to not overly connect with people to not get too close to not become too reliant on someone being in your life because at any moment they could leave by way of like death or just life taking them a different direction or you could fight and fall out of love or friendship and so on and so forth. So like my way of protecting myself from the inevitable as I view it has been to just not fully connect or interact or to guard myself in that way. But what that means is that I don't have the same meaningful connections people who don't do that might have. And it means that I'm kind of robbing myself of those meaningful connections. And I recognize that, but it's something that's very hard to start doing and to start kind of letting your guard down and trying to put yourself out there and run the risk of saying something embarrassing, people thinking you're weird, scaring people off by sharing the truth about your feelings and like your views on the world um, and stuff like that. Because like for me, like I often will think things and then I just never voice them because I'll psych myself out thinking about all the possibilities of like what could go wrong if I say the thing. Even if the thing isn't like a big deal, it's not something super controversial or anything. It can be small things in like literal little interactions with people that I know fairly well. But I'll just worry about the outcome and I'll just decide that it's not important enough to say. And that's fine if you don't do it all the time. But when you're someone like me who does it constantly... It means that you are silencing a lot of your emotions and then what that means is that I'll be feeling a certain way and the people around me will have no idea how I'm feeling and my standpoint on it is like oh well like they must know to some extent or I'll just like kind of shrug it off and like be like okay whatever and it just it doesn't allow for two-way communication and it means that when I am feeling shitty if I snap at people or if I like bring myself into my shell and stop interacting with people. They just never know why. So to them, on their side, it could look like I'm being inconsiderate or I don't like them or I'm not friendly um, and a number of other things. So that's something that I do really need to work on. And the pandemic has made it really hard because um, interacting with people that you cannot see in person that aren't in your bubble is very much reliant on contacting them over text message, calling them, FaceTiming them. And for me, especially after work, like socializing in that way is very hard for me because I use a lot of my energy just living day to day and surviving and handling my business on social media and editing the website and doing all that stuff. So it can be hard to like have the energy to do it, especially when I'm like trapped in the mindset that like no one cares to hear from me. No one cares to hear what I'm doing. Um, it doesn't matter. It's boring. They'll bore them. I don't want to waste their time. Um, 
So with that mindset, it's just kind of hard to do it. But my way of thinking is like not a way that I would tolerate anyone else thinking. And if I was giving like my friends or even acquaintances advice, I would very much tell them not to think the way that I do. But I have a very hard time looking out for myself in that same way. So that's something that I need to recognize because I do think I have a lot of self-awareness in some ways, but in other ways that are about like honoring myself and feeling good about myself and recognizing where my strengths lie or like where I have done good things and actually having it like impact me in the sense that like I feel it and I'm happy with it. Um, That's very hard for me. I can't like even when good things happen, it just doesn't fully Like, I can't soak it in, if that makes sense. Like, it just lays there on the surface like oil on top of water, and it just feels like it's separate from my life, and I kind of dissociate from that type of thing, and I think that's the problem with a lot of what I've been doing, is it's been, like, looking for ways to avoid sitting with myself, sitting with my anxiety, sitting with how I'm feeling, and learning how to cope and deal with it, learning how to communicate even if it's hard, and kind of go into like all of those adult things of like repairing relationships and bettering yourself and learning how to make yourself more comfortable. And the reason why all these things are so important is that, especially for me as someone who has really chronic like anxiety and depression along with the ADHD and OCD, like for me, not dealing with those things comes out in anxiety after the fact. So the more you repress those emotions, the more they come out in other facets of life, like inexplicable anxiety when you're just sitting there and you shouldn't be anxious, but suddenly you feel anxious. Um, And chronic jaw clenching or chronic intrusive thoughts that you can't get rid of, it all comes out in some other aspect if you're not dealing with it. And that's kind of what's been happening to me for years because I've had a very hard time kind of sitting with this and dealing with it because I'll just make excuses for why things are my fault or why they're happening a certain way or why it's reasonable to have these really toxic intrusive thoughts about worrying about bad things happening to people around me that I love or animals. And basically just kind of constantly trying to prepare myself for the worst case scenario and trying to think about it a lot so that I can prepare for the outcome if it is to happen and when it does happen then I use that as a justification of like see look this happened you saw it coming Uh, if you hadn't prepared for it you would have been blindsided and it would have been even worse but a lot of the times the worst case scenario does not happen and In those cases, that's where it's super unhealthy because then I spend so much time worrying and like thinking about the worst case scenario and fixating on those things and feeling really, really bad all the time and having a hard time enjoying the present and all the good things going on because I'm so hyper fixated on what could happen like what what's going to be the thing that pulls the rug out from under my feet next I'm always looking for the next threat which is like a trauma response and I recognize that and for those of you who haven't heard like my previous podcast basically like growing up we did have a lot of um issues like in the family that were really unfortunate such as like my dad having a massive stroke that almost killed him And then it also rendered him disabled. So that was like a huge life change that happened out of the blue without any warning. So from then on, I was kind of in constant fight or flight mode, waiting for something else to happen. And other things did happen that were really quite terrible and difficult to deal with. The least of which was like my parents divorcing. I don't even really count that as part of the trauma in terms of like how it impacted us. It was like all the stuff that followed the stroke and then like money getting embezzled, losing all of our college fund, losing the house we grew up in, um, 
addiction problems in the family that were horrible, like being the person to find an overdosed sibling that's non-responsive, all of those types of things. And there are things that have happened to me on days that are otherwise innocuous, like normal days. I'll be going to school. I'll be going to the barn. I'll be working. And then all of a sudden the day turns upside down. And that is why I am constantly trying to prepare myself for the inevitable because I worry about those types of things happening all the time. And it's something that I can really spiral badly into from the standpoint of like even when it gets bad, it's to the point where if the people I care about are driving places, I'll start worrying about them getting in terrible car accidents and having like the last time I saw them be the last time I speak to them and see them ever. And just thinking about that, like even for going away, like when I go on trips, even if they're only a couple of days, if I'm far enough out of area that I cannot drive home quickly, that's really hard for me to deal with because then I start spiraling into, oh my God, if like something happens to the horses, I'm not going to be there to deal with it. I won't be there to say goodbye if something terrible happens. If something happens with the family, I won't be there. And um, it's very hard to not get caught up in that type of mindset. And it's because of like the way things kind of unfolded throughout my childhood and early adulthood. Now, regarding family things, my family stuff is actually pretty good right now. Like, my brother is doing better than ever. He's been clean for quite some time now. He has a lovely child, my nephew, Elijah, that is doing great. Um, so that's awesome. But, like, the thing is with these chronic fears and anxieties about things happening is it's just stuff like, okay, like, it's great now, but, like, what if, you know? Like, what if something happens? Like, how bad is it going to be next time? Maybe next time we won't be so lucky and, like those types of things and then also there's chronic problems that like lasting issues that have happened from impactful moments of life where we've had trauma occur like the addictions crisis and all of like the honestly the mental health services here are not very good um canada is like esteemed for its free health care by people who don't live here but it's very much medical stuff. Like if you have a mental health issue, if you have an addiction, in order to seek help with that, you usually need to spend a lot of money. So what that means is if you have a family member or a loved one who is struggling with addiction or mental health issues to get them into like a treatment center in order to treat them, you're often looking at tens of thousands of dollars to do so. And that puts people into debt. So for me like one of the things which is this is also totally my fault for doing this to myself but I then take on the worries for other people and the challenges for other people worrying about like how will I help my mom get out of the problem like the financial problems that trying to solve the addictions crisis with my family caused and all the money from that like how 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 can I make enough money not only to provide myself with the life I want to expand my business but also to help out everyone that has been brought down by circumstance around me and that's suffocating that's suffocating to go to work with that in your mind every single day and to feel like no matter how you work how hard you work it's never good enough and that it never earns you enough that you may never have enough to offer the people who deserve it around you the type of life that they need to help them out of the trench of circumstance that have, has been dug that they've been trying to climb out of for years but can't and it's a pretty toxic mind place to mindset to be in because like 
making money and developing a business isn't an instantaneous endeavor. So when you're like me and you obsessive over the, like the future constantly, but you want it to be like an instant fix, then you're constantly, even in your time off, trying to scheme and find ways that you can make money faster to do certain things. How can you expand it to keep up with like the housing costs and all of the cost of living absolutely skyrocketing? When something goes wrong, it hits you even harder because you want everything to go perfectly. You start beating yourself up up if it takes you a month to sell a horse instead of two weeks and so on and so forth and that's really hard to deal with because then it kind of robs any pride that I can have about my business and things going well because it's always not good enough because I'm not doing enough to get to where I need um so with regards to the business end of things that's kind of my struggle and I've not talked about it a lot like I've definitely talked about my anxiety and stuff but I've not talked about like the finances stuff and how I feel the responsibility to become established enough in my life that I can then give people like my mom and other people around me the life that they deserve and help them out of issues that were beyond their control and that are just from circumstance and our shitty mental health care system here um and that that's also why like it might come off as annoying like how much I advertise my stuff and like how much I'm trying to grind and sell things on Instagram and stuff but that's why and people can be annoyed by it all they want but honestly most of the people that I've found to go out of their way to heavily judge me and wish for my downfall are people that I see coming from privileged circumstances and I say this in a sense that like I have been privileged really privileged in some ways but I feel that people who haven't really had to have any sort of financial struggle will judge others more heavily because they can't even fathom the idea of losing everything of not having a fallback option when you decide to do something like there's a lot of people in my area especially since I live in such an affluent part of Canada that to them starting a business isn't very risky from the standpoint of if it crashes and burns you're not going to be left out on the streets with nothing because their family at least has the means to help them out of certain holes all of the good the good fortune and help in my family has already been exhausted for other people so I don't have that I am on my own and I'm also trying to take on something that a lot of kids don't have to worry about which is trying to get to a place where you can help your parents as much as they deserve to and for a lot of people growing up who have had parents that have been there to support them and haven't had the same amount of trauma or at least not financial trauma they don't really have those same worries because the money has never been like the forefront of their problems so I get a lot of people that are will bash me for my business endeavors and how I sell my merch with my face on it or how I'm starting bridles now and basically just being negative about every aspect of my life regardless of whether or not it negatively impacts anyone. It's seeking ways to try to insult and put down the work that I do and it's toxic and usually like I don't let that stuff bother me but when stuff kind of trigger stacks like like we've talked about with horses trigger stacks and piles on top of each other it can become harder and harder to deal with. So when I did my bridal release and I kept getting sent stuff from people of like these certain crowds of people that for whatever reason they lust after my failure in life like honestly I, I cannot describe it any other way the people that are this bad they thrive off of anything bad happening to me 
And anytime I try to take a step towards expanding my business or bettering my life, the hate comes back tenfold because they don't want to see me succeeding. Um, And like, obviously, I know like psychologically that speaks more about problems with themselves and insecurities with themselves than it does about me, but that doesn't make it hurt less. Seeing people try to come after my business and trash talk products they've never used solely to come after me and deal with a personal bias against me that was really hard to do because like for me even with people that I do not agree with or respect online that's not something I would do unless I'd actually use the product and could give a meaningful review and thought that it was like overpriced or didn't work and so on and so forth um no one that has done this especially with the bridles has bought a product from me so they can't review it but they'll come after my business and try to trash talk my business simply because they don't want to see me succeed and that was really hard to deal with because the way I see it is like like I'm coming from a position that even if people don't like how I train and even if they don't agree with all my social views, if you want to see diversity in the horse world, why would you be going after businesses that are female fronted, run by young people who haven't come from families that are funding their entrance into the business world? If we want to see more diversity in financial backgrounds and people coming from different aspects of life, then we need to celebrate those that are trying to break the glass ceiling of the horse world, which is almost entirely dominated by people who came from money in some aspect when we're discussing businesses not only just businesses but also upper level riders on top of that many of these companies and most upper level riders are white i might be white passing but i am half black so i am technically a person of color whether or not my skin looks like it or not because that is my history um and that's what we should want to see in the horse world. You should be cheering those people on because they're opening the doors for everyone else to follow. And with me and my business, like what I'm trying to do is get to the point where I can offer people more opportunities, offer scholarships, give people access to things that they wouldn't otherwise have and continue to do so as I expand my business and establish myself. That's not something I can do until I am established and stable myself and I have helped myself and my family. And I already do charity donations. I already have partial proceeds going to charity and stuff. But to get to the point that I want, I need to be more established myself. And that is my goal. And for me, like as someone who has like a very... um, analytical mind I guess you could say it's hard for me to navigate the thought process of people that want to sabotage the growth of people that serve to only increase diversity in the horse world especially when the same people claim to be for that and so for me seeing that and dealing with that was very hard and it kind of it, it took a bit of a toll and it took a hit because I've already been struggling with like mental health and like getting like my ADHD um, under control like the last year since my diagnosis and then also like the OCD stuff and whatnot and then just other stuff like I mentioned with like my business drive and feeling like I have to get to a certain point or I've amounted to nothing because I won't be able to help the people that I need to help in my life. Um, so that took a bit of a hit and it was just kind of crappy because like, I know people don't like me, but even like with that, like going as far as trying to like trash talk someone's business that you've never purchased from that really bothered me because it's like, okay, like that's literally just libelous claims telling people not to buy things because of your own petty personal biases. Um, 
And, like, I thought that even, like, knowing the routine offenders that frequently like to talk shit about me, even knowing those people and what they've said in the past, I thought that they were better than that. So looking at that was kind of hard for me to deal with. And then more recently, like, for those of you who have been following me for a while, you might not even remember following me at a time where I was single because I've been in a relationship for a very long time. And even before that, I wasn't out of a relationship for very long before I started dating someone else. And the last person I dated, I was dating for almost five years and we broke up last week. So that really sucked. Um, And while it's for the best, like, it kind of caught me by surprise because I'm the type of person that, like, in all honesty, when it comes to relationships, I genuinely believe that having to, like, break up with someone and run the risk of, like, breaking their heart is worse than getting dumped. So, I'm the type of person who will put things off and deal with some level of, like, I don't know, unrest, I guess, or, like, imperfection and be willing to do that if it means not hurting someone else. Um, And that's kind of what I've been doing, I guess. And I did it without even realizing it because to be quite honest, like my ex-boyfriend, he's like a really amazing person. Um, Like my recent ex, the last few were not. We'll get into that after. But, you know, he's just like a genuinely good person, wouldn't hurt a fly. Like he's honestly like one of the only men in my life that has like never disrespected me and has always given me respect and understanding. So I can't do this in the sense that a lot of people do after a breakup where they find faults in the person and are going to go after them and kind of bash them. I literally can't because he is not that type of person. But what he did do that wasn't very fair to me is he was having misgivings that if he had brought them up earlier I could we could have had a conversation and I could have agreed with some of them and said I've noticed that too and we could have become come to a slower less sudden resolution but instead he never brought stuff up and even when I solicited a conversation and was like hey like what's up is anything going on like how are you doing how's work like you know, like, how are things? How do you feel about us? He never addressed it. And he would go, yeah, like, it's great. So then finally, like, he was acting weird enough and I'm a pretty empathetic person who's in tune with other people's emotions. So I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, dude, like, there's something up. You need to, like, say something because this is getting ridiculous. And if it's not a big enough deal for you to say something, then it shouldn't be a big enough deal for it to change your behavior. So, we met up and he came to my house and I took like during my lunch break from work um and then he kind of literally just unloaded onto me the fact that like he didn't see a future with me in a romantic sense because he didn't want to do the horse thing and that specific claim really upset me because I've been riding horses and been a horse person since I was four years old, which is 21 years. So when he brought that up as the reason why he was having doubts, I was pretty pissed because he, it had never not been a factor for as long as he'd known me. He got into the relationship knowing that I was a horse person, knowing my career goals, knowing that I wanted to live on a farm and knowing all of this stuff and I routinely brought it up like honestly several times a year like very frequently to the point where like his entire family would know that my goals are that and would know that I've been transparent about that so for him to bring that up I was pissed off because he's had hundreds of occasions to bring up the fact that he was having misgivings about that and chose not to 
and so I was really hurt by that and I was also hurt by the fact that he unloaded that on me in the middle of my workday out of the blue without any type of discussion first because in a regular type of relationship you would kind of have smaller discussions about the things especially in such a long-term relationship and it would come to a slower resolution so I was really hurt by that and it caught me by surprise because I did not think that that's where he was on his same page which is also why I had never had like why I'd shoved away my insecurities or misgivings about the relationship because I had thought that he was like fully on board with it and I didn't want to hurt him so after we had this discussion like it went totally fine like we weren't fighting there was no yelling there wasn't like any toxicity I just told him like look I'm really really hurt because I couldn't have been more clear with the direction I'm going in fact I've been so clear with my career goals and what I want that like even people who are complete strangers are aware of it um so you have been aware and you could have addressed this at any point and I was also pissed off by the fact that like I don't think he would have said anything to me if I essentially didn't nag him and solicit this conversation myself um so after that like we had a break and from talking to each other and I was really sad so like I did my work that I had to do and then honestly for like 48 hours I just laid in bed and was sad um and so then <laughs> after the 48 hours of like ADHD hyper fixating on this and scheming, I kind of worked out in my head what exactly I thought was going on. And then this is where I sent him a letter because I was like, this is what's happening. So basically what I said to him was that I don't think that it's just the horse thing, that I think there's other things. And I think it was really shitty of him in a long-term relationship to not bring those things to my attention earlier and I said that I don't believe that it's just the horse horse thing and that I said that I think it's because he didn't see a future with me romantically in terms of getting married and like living in a house and <laughs> with me and um I told him that like in my hurt I hadn't been completely honest with him and I didn't want him to feel like he should be guilty for completely blindsiding me and breaking my heart because initially I had said like I've been completely blindsided this is so unfair and like really inconsiderate of you to go about it this way after so long and after we've given each other so much respect but when I had more time to think about it because I was caught so by surprise when this happened that I really didn't have any time to articulate a response because I literally had maybe 45 minutes when we started talking about this before he had to go to work so I had like no time to actually think about it and I was upset and I was blindsided so I didn't deal with it as well as I could have so once I had the time to think I told him like thank you for being honest with me and I told him that I had thought about it a lot and that I think that it was one of like the greatest shows of love to love someone enough to make a hard decision that is for the best of both of them sorry <laughs> and um I said that I really appreciated that because it's a certain level of selflessness to make the hard decision instead of like settling and sticking with a relationship that's just not 100% perfect um and like that's the thing like both of like it was we were comfortable we were happy with each other we had a good time it there was just certain things that were just like slightly off like a puzzle piece that just didn't quite fit and 
it wasn't enough off that it would be anything normal to raise a red flag in a relationship. Like, it was really small things. Like, for me, I'm sure people online have noticed, and there's a lot of people who probably didn't even know I had a boyfriend because he didn't really like taking photos together, which is fine. Like, I don't like doing posed photos, but I really like taking candid photos. And he never really came to the barn to do stuff with the horses, which again is fine. Like, I don't date people assuming that they're going to be horse guys. In fact, I would prefer not to date someone that's already like a horse trainer. Um, however, like I did have kind of a little bit of resentment over the fact that like there is a lot of times where we could have been spending more time together if he'd even just come and watch me ride sometimes. Um, or just come while I was finishing up at the barn and he doesn't even have to help me, but just so we could talk and hang out and he didn't do that. And in hindsight, I should have noticed that as a bit of a red flag because it kind of is indicative of a potential issue with the whole horse thing. Um, but he never brought it up as that. And there was always some type of reason why he couldn't come do that. And I stopped asking after a while because there was just no point. But it was, like, stuff like that. Like, in hindsight, like, for me to be super happy in a relationship, like, I would like someone to be more supportive over what I do with the horses. And it doesn't mean that they have to be a rider, but it would be nice for them to come and hang out at the barn with me sometimes, you know, and come to shows more often or something. Like, just like sometimes. So anyways, I told him that he was a truly incredible person and I value his selflessness and kindness and that was one of the things I valued most about him and he was having some misgivings about his career and stuff and I told him not to and so that he's still very young and he's successful and really good at saving and driven and he'll kill any job interview he wants to get and that it doesn't need to like he doesn't need to worry about trying to move into like a lifelong career and have like a raging passion about the job that you're going into just because I have that with mine um and then I told him that I've learned so much in the time we spent together and won't be able to thank him enough for showing me the pure kind goodness that the world possesses um I, like, I told him when we were talking in person that I doubted his desire to see a future with me at all because of what he was saying about the horse thing. And I was like, so have you just been, like, <laughs> not seeing a future since the beginning then? Because I've always been into horses. Um, but anyways, I said I doubted that desire to see a future with me romantically, but I don't doubt your love for me or mine for you, even if the type of love is destined to change into something else. I told him that he is my best friend, my conf confidant, and couldn't and I couldn't have grown in the ways that I have without him by my side, which is true because prior to dating him, like everyone I had dated in some way, like I didn't raise like again, I didn't realize the red flags were there at the time, but there was a lot of like manipulation and emotional abuse and even in some cases if you want to get picky physical abuse in the sense that like they didn't respect it when I said hey like stop touching me I don't want to do that like I don't want to do anything sexual right now please leave me alone and they would just essentially coerce me into doing things by pestering me until I finally gave in so um, like, I don't think, like, I wouldn't have learned how to demand the level of respect that I have from people and to respect myself in that way and to have higher standards if I had not been with him. And I told him that I'm hurt by the fact that I felt blindsided by this, but I would have done the same thing for you because I care so much about you and I wouldn't want to hurt you. I would have avoided it to protect you, but in the end, I would have made the mistake of not fully being there for you. Um, and I appreciate that he was strong enough to do so. 
Um, I told him that he wasn't alone in having misgivings or questions about the future. I didn't want to think about them and I wanted to believe that everything would fall perfectly into place for us, which is naive. Um, the other thing too is that like it's hard to look at it objectively, especially when you have like such a respectful relationship that you don't really fight in and that you get along well enough in. Um, like, it's hard to imagine, like, I don't know, like, the fairy tale style of love that they depict in the media. Like, I thought that the misgivings I have were selfish, um, and unreasonable and that I was being picky and unrealistic for having them. So I would punish myself for thinking of them and then push them aside, which wasn't healthy. Um, but I needed him to know that it wasn't just him and I didn't want him to think that he was the odd one out in the relationship and that we weren't having on the same page. Um, and I also said, like, um, that how much I valued him and his family as friends and how much I loved and respected all of them and that I hoped in time, whenever we are both ready to, that we can come back together to support each other platonically. Um, and that I would love to stay his friend and I hope he feels the same way. Um, sorry. <clears throat> and I said, I apologize if you felt at any point I lashed out or tried to guilt trip you over this. It's been painful and unexpected for me, but the more time I have to think about it, the more I respect, the more respect I have for you. And I need you to know that I'm not mad at you and at all. And in time, I will be okay. And then I talked about codependency and said that I'm too codependent and it's a huge problem and how I've inadvertently isolated myself from friends and led myself to believe no one else wants to hear from me or have me in their life if I'm not physically with them. I need to get a handle on that to find peace with myself and I really wanted to thank him for helping me come to that realization. I've been too guarded with my feelings to try to protect both myself and him and it's resulted in me shutting off a life of emotion for a very long time. I didn't want to consider any pain of imagining my life without him or imagining what it be would be like to hurt him. Um, so I just chose to shove all those feelings aside and then honestly like this is the one warning I have to anyone else in a relationship by doing so I never associated this before but I've noticed that my anxiety like I still have quite a bit of anxiety but prior to this leading up to it like in about the few months prior I had anxiety that would increase around him even though like I wasn't anxious about being around him and then it would also increase when I was away from him and my skin was breaking out and it was way worse and now that this is all dealt with that has subsided so I think my body knew about this before I did um and then I told him, even in my grief about this loss, I can't find anything to fault his character. He's an incredibly special person. I didn't tell him enough. And he was my angel in some of the darkest hours of my life. And he helped me survive things that I probably couldn't have alone. So I thanked him. Um, I told him he's been one of the best friends I've ever had and showed me one of the most pure forms of love I've ever experienced from anyone outside my family. Um... And I didn't tell him that enough while we were together. And I said, you regained my hope of good in this world and the good in men. And you have offered me the closest glimpse of believing some of the good other people claim to see in me. Um, <sighs> yeah. So anyways, I apologize for saying that he didn't love me enough because I realized that love is sometimes realizing when you have to let someone go, even though I've always disagreed with that um, in the past. And I said, I told him that I really care about him, always will, will always love him. And I believe that he's my soulmate, but not in the sense where we need to be together romantically, that there are soul friends, friends who connect and love each other on a deeper level. Sorry than they have with others and people who truly see the beauty in one another and honor it. Um, 
and then basically I said that I'm here to support him whenever he needs it and I'm going to take space to work on myself and figure out how to kind of sit with my emotions and my anxieties alone and develop greater friendships with my friends and talk to my friends more about things that I wouldn't have in the past, things that I was insecure about, things that I thought they wouldn't care to hear about. I'm going to try to develop those kinds of friendships with my friends so that I have more people to confide in and trust and put my trust into than just the one person in my life that I typically did with like people I was dating and um so yeah and then I asked if I could keep the Nintendo Switch that we shared because I want to beat Zelda so I got custody of the Nintendo Switch guys so that's a win I left this relationship with a Nintendo Switch so I guess not everyone can say that but basically like I wanted to share this because I wanted to tell people about it from the standpoint of like not all relationships have to end in fire and not all relationships end because there's something distinctly wrong it can just be because some things are a little bit off and they don't line up and the main thing that was off with us I guess is like I am very much like a farm type person I grew up in the suburbs so I can do the whole suburban thing but I've never been like the type of like picture perfect like suburb person that might want to go live in the city and could live in a townhouse or an apartment and would be happy going out socially with a lot of other people and living in busy areas and just putting on this face to like be one of the people that I don't know that is always clean and like doesn't want a speck of dirt on them and stuff you know like as a horse person and a farm person I'm never gonna be that person so honestly in hindsight like when I compare myself to like those types of people I felt like I was like the person that's like I don't know like the dirty like uh person that's coming from rags to riches type thing when I was with people like that I felt like I was being judged for being who I was, for not having painted nails, for having broken nails from working on the farm, coming back from the barn smelling like hay and horses and so on and so forth. So I never really got to like feel comfortable in my whole self in that situation. Even if there was no judgment being passed, it was judgment that I inflicted on myself, but also it was judgment just because of the disconnect between our lifestyles and the lifestyle he wanted to live versus the lifestyle that I was living and had always seen myself living. Um, so anyways, that happened. Um, I do really think, though, honestly, like, I know a lot of people would disagree with this, but I do think that we will be able to be friends. We have a lot of mutual friends, so I'll have to see him at stuff anyways. Um, so I think that we'll be able to be friends, and I think that this is for the best, even if it sucks right now. It's going to be a huge adjustment period because, honestly, like, I literally, like, I don't know what to do because this is not how... I imagine my future like I just don't really know how this is going to proceed I'm just going to continue working on my business and then my hope is to be able to afford to buy a farm eventually on my own so that I don't need to go half seas with a man um and then if I ever meet a nice guy he can just come live on the farm with me but then if we get married I get to keep the house because it's my house so that's kind of the win way to do it um and then I've also realized that I do think, like, I need to try to meet in the future whenever I'm ready career-minded people that are independent and can handle the fact that, like, I have my own thing and I don't want someone that's going to try to, like, buy me or, like, 
want me to be the inferior one that's like owned by them where they pay for things for me and like where I don't really have my own business like I can't date anyone who's gonna be like insecure about those types of things not that my ex was um he was great about that but yeah like I don't know it'll be a very specific type of person and I'm really not ready to like go into that at this point but yeah it kind of just caught me by surprise and I hadn't been ready to deal with this amount of emotions because I've been pushing them away for so long and then they kind of all flooded in and I was like caught by surprise and just super devastated because like the thing is like when you especially after five years like when you break up with someone after five years or even a friendship like you're not just losing your friendship or your relationship with that person it's everything that they brought with them which is like their family their pets um the thing the jokes that you had together things that you could talk to them about you're losing all of that or even if you don't lose it it's changing in the context so you're grieving a loss whether the person stays in your life or not um and that's something that I needed to do so I decided like especially for that week I needed to take a step back from social media because I knew if I if I read something and it was like negative that I would just snap at whoever and I would be nasty and I would have a hard time coping with it um and so I took a step back and I'm going to continue taking a bit of a step back because there are some people that are just so negative and cruel and I can't really deal with that so <laughs> I need to start just focusing on myself and learning how to appreciate my own opinion of myself and what I'm doing and how to support myself more in the same way that I would support my friends I need to learn how to do that with myself I need to develop better connections with my friends a better relationship with myself and I need to learn how to not be so codependent and I need to learn how to not spiral into intrusive thoughts about the inevitable loss of anything that can happen but I am feeling fairly appreciative of my life because in the grand scheme of things, like a breakup, especially one where you can stay friends or at least on good terms, that's really not a big deal. There's people going through so much worse. And so, yeah, like I just got to keep on keeping on. But I wanted to give the update because I would prefer people not ask me about it in the future. Um, I'm sure some people had probably already thought that we were broken up um, because we barely post about being together and he never comes to the barn um but yeah no it just happened and that's kind of why I was struggling so for anyone that is going through the same thing or similar or if you're ever having doubts about your relationship my word of advice to you is that if you don't see yourself marrying the person and if you can't see them in your life and if you're always having to like make concessions for the person to be in your life and they just don't support or help you be comfortable and every aspect of your life where they need to be you're doing them a service by not continuing the relationship even if it hurts them because having like a shell of rela a relationship where you can't completely dedicate yourself to the person or where you're gonna have little resentments that might build up over the course of the years you're doing them a favor by cutting it off before you waste years of time doing that and it'll also mean that after everyone has healed there's a greater chance that you'll be on good terms whereas if you stay with someone too long and you're like married with a house and then have problems that's where you'll have a lot of resentment if you make the decision too late so like 
you can be doing someone a kindness by knowing when to let go and I would recommend to everyone like no relationship is perfect but if you're having to hide parts of yourself and not be fully comfortable with someone no matter how nice they are and how much you care about them then it's probably something not lining up super correctly and I see that now and for me it was hard because I'd never been in such a serious relationship that was like so full of respect for one another so I thought that like by having any of those insecurities that it was me who is the problem and I was just not being happy enough with something that was good um which was really difficult to come to terms with uh now so I had to take a lot of time to think about it and that's the perk of like an ADHD brain is like when stuff like this happens I'm working at like 300% capacity so like in the 24 hours I spent hyper focusing on this the first day like I literally figured out what he was thinking and sent it back to him in that letter and said this is what's actually happening in my opinion and he was like yeah I think you're right so um ADHD for the win in this case because it helps you kind of overcome stuff and cope with it a little more um but anyways like I am sad and it is a loss and it's gonna be a big change that I wasn't really expecting however like I will say that there is some level of relief and excitement for the future of what is to unfold and just hope to one day find something better because if I could be in a relationship for that long and have it be that good I can only imagine like what it'll be like to eventually find the person that fits perfectly in the life that I have or someone where we're more willing to make compromises for each other's career goals and passions and if it was that good already like it's gonna be so much better when that person eventually comes along. So yeah, that's kind of why I'm taking a step back. I'm still focusing on the bridal release. If you pre-ordered the bridal, thank you guys so, so much. Um, that's like my latest career path and I like cannot even believe how popular they were during the pre-order. Like they sold out, like I would put a cap on of, of them for 50 bridles to be sold and they sold out in 45 minutes so then we opened the pre-sale again and then we sold over a hundred units for the pre-sale and like I was not expecting that like that's insane um and it literally blew my mind so thank you again for the support it's a very exciting direction to go into but it's also very scary because like I said before there's always an inherent risk with any business when you are doing it on your own and don't have the same amount of capital that like big businesses are working with or people who have lots of support from investors or other people do. I don't have any investors. I am my own investor and if I screw this up I'm gonna be homeless and having to sell all of my horses. So that's why business is so scary for me because I obviously don't want to do that. I need to eventually find an investor or a business partner or something so but I don't really know how to do that and I don't like sharing things especially with people that I don't know. So we'll see how that unfolds. But um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with my life. So if I've been kind of sad or withdrawn, that is why um, I'm working on it. I am going to try to arrange some more sessions with like a therapist so I can talk about some of the stuff I've been struggling with and actually have someone pester me with the right types of questions that I need to think about to kind of come to terms with myself and continue to grow as a person. But 
yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Um, the bridles and all that stuff are very exciting. The pre-ordered bridles are, I'm hoping, will be here at the end of July. It really depends on how the pandemic goes because it's up to like 12 weeks we're looking at if stuff gets extended again because when stuff closes from people being sick, then obviously all production stops um, and that's no fun. So I'm hoping for them to be here end of July and do like an end of July big release for the in-stock quantities. And then I'm releasing another new type of bridle um so stay tuned that will be posted about like a, a teaser sometime over the coming few weeks again depending on shipping because of the pandemic and stuff um and I'm excited about that and I'm really excited about the possibility like diving into this aspect of the business world would have for me because it would mean that if this did work out for me I would be able to have what I need to help people I wanted if it continued to go well um so if that happens, like my goal is to eventually start like a scholarship fund for underprivileged equestrians and to try to offer some more incentives to promote diversity in the sport and allow people who are coming from low finances access to the sport. Um, so that's the goal. If this works out, that would be amazing. And that's kind of the direction I'm hoping to head because this is like this could be what is my big break into getting into the aspects of life that I want to and helping my mom and other people in my life and hopefully beating the insane expensive housing market in my area because it's very suffocating to watch prices skyrocket and look at this place and know like how much I love living in this area and in this province and trying to grapple with the fact that I might never be able to afford to live here so I'm trying to find ways to succeed so that I can. Um, so thank you for all of your support. For those of you who pre-ordered your bridles, once you get them, I would love you guys to take lots of photos. And um, for those of you who haven't pre-ordered yet but wanted to, sharing any of the pre-orders or telling your friends, spreading the word, all that stuff super helps. And like I said, once I am in the position where I'm established and my business is stable and we have an idea of whether or not they're going to sell and if I'm going to go bankrupt or not, um or and so I'm joking about that but you know what I mean then I'm gonna start pushing to expand in other areas to offer people more access to the sport and do whatever I can to promote that and I promise you that I've been trying so hard to get to the point where I can do that and things have really sped up and accelerated the last few years in my career um like I only just opened training services I think it was four years ago which is insane um, and things have exploded the last two to three years, and it's very hard to keep up with, and that's also part of the reason why I started withdrawing from society and my friends and having a harder time talking to people and kind of just going headlong into whatever is comfortable in my personal life, and then using all of my daring anxiety induced emotions to try to push the business and expand the business but then that left me with no energy to handle any of the hard things in my personal life which came back to bite me in the ass um but anyways that's kind of an update on my life anyone who's going through the same thing or something similar i am sorry it will get better um i i feel better already and it's only been a week 
um so yeah it's just gonna be about like finding myself and I need to do more stuff for self-care and just doing stuff that makes myself feel good because I have put way too much energy and emotion into just focusing on career advancement and that and only that and it meant that I like stopped taking care of myself which was not very good and obviously I need to do that so I'm gonna try to focus on self-care and doing what makes me feel good um and also getting mental health help um and yeah I cut my own hair and I dyed it the other day so that was kind of self-care it actually went half decently so like I cut a lot off man like if it went bad it would have looked like total garbage and I mean I'm sure a hairdresser would be like dude what did you do but it worked out so I did that and then I bought some summer clothes and then I'm going to go visit a friend now that I'm vaccinated I'm gonna go camping um, for a few days over the next little bit. And yeah, just kind of gonna try to do more stuff for myself so that I can enjoy life while still advancing my business and doing my best. But anyways, thank you for listening and thank you for all of your support. That's what's going on with me. And I hope that you guys will understand if I kind of like pull back from social media for a little bit. Like, I don't really know what I'm gonna do. I might just come back full force. Who knows? But just be patient and gentle with me because I am still hurting a little bit and I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do and how I want to proceed and what my future looks like now and like what what my plans are and like yeah um just kind of figure that all out but anyways I'm gonna do like my required postings for like brand deals and sponsorships and stuff and just post when it feels right for me and I really appreciate anyone like sharing and commenting on my posts and just helping do all that stuff because that's kind of like YouTube and stuff is like my passive income where it gives me more means to kind of try to push to be able to do more with my business and do stuff like the bridles and kind of expand my horizons in that regard. So um, I appreciate all the support there. So anyways, thank you for listening. Sorry for the not so horsey podcast and the kind of depressing one. Um, But yeah, that's what's going on with me and I hope you all are doing well. And for anyone who has ever been mean and toxic online, or if you still are, please consider the fact that lots of the people you are doing this towards can be going through similar things to me or way, 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 way worse. So that's where you want to be careful how you handle things. So anyways, good talk, everybody. Um, Yeah, this sucks. I would really appreciate it for anyone who's listened this don't make a big deal on my posts please like don't bring up the fact that I am like single and stuff now or that I just got dumped please this does not need to leave the podcast or if you're going to like just go on my personal Instagram and be like yes when I post my thirst traps eventually you know like just just don't say anything about the breakup you know like I don't want to showcase it online people can listen to this and like other than that I don't really want to talk about it because I already got kind of weird creepy men in the inbox sometimes and I really don't want that to escalate if they actually know that I am not in a relationship anymore so yeah we'll, we'll just keep it on the DL okay guys thanks thanks everyone um have a good day and I hope you all have a better week than I've had the last week so thanks bye everybody Oh, sorry, I just walked past my dog, so I just wanted to add this in. The whole thing, one of the things that made me the most sad is that my dog is a rescue dog, so she's quite nervous, especially of men. Um, And really, the only men she likes are, like, my ex and his dad, who we call treat men. So I was really sad about this for her, too. Um, But, yeah, I'm hoping that she will be able to go and chill with them 
um, sometimes still, if I ever need dog sitting, especially and stuff. But yeah, that's just one of the random things that I thought about in terms of like the overall grief that is losing people that have been a long-term fixture in your life or having the way they are in your life change. Um, and that's really all this grief is about is just losing that part and having to like move on to the next step and kind of deal with that. And that's the most difficult part of it all. But anyways, thank you all for your support. I will be around.